Hey, welcome. Glad to have you with us on a Frost Your Bones Friday. 874-9390-800-529-5572. If you just turned the radio on, uh, there's a piece of Reason Magazine about how the government distorts the marketplace. Uh, what's notable about all the uh, middle-class basics is that they have already been subject to decades of policy intervention, often... Uh, not always, uh, rather uh, often, but not always from Democrats. Uh, and it's driving up the cost of middle class life. Uh, we'll give you some of those details. Uh, but whatever's on your mind, pick up the phone, toll free 800-529-5572. Or if you're local in uh, Columbia, Missouri, it's 874-9390. Uh, Ken is on the line. We're going to go grab a call from, uh, from Ken. Ken, good morning. How are you? Very good. Thank you very much. Uh, two things. One, we'll require every teacher in the United States of America to provide um, the ability to learn how to learn course. So whatever it is that they want to be, a doctor, an attorney, musician, whatever, provide them with the basics. You know, read and write and arithmetic, but before you can get to that, you have to have the ability to learn how to learn. So with all these uh, so-called experts, the Department of Education and whatever, uh, Let's let's move forward with that so we can make this uh, even a greater country than it is today. The other thing is with the uh, unemployment, they're not saying anything about the 20 to 50-year-old illegal aliens, how many millions of those. Plug them into the equation because they're unemployed and they're an adult. So plug that in and we probably have uh, 20, 25% or more unemployment, real numbers rather than this uh, phony stuff. So that's you know, my story, and I'm sticking to it. I'm curious about the learn how to learn thing. Why would you don't think it's inherent that we that we want to learn or that we learn things? You think we have to be taught to learn things? Uh, when you look at the um, uh, community that has multiple uh, uh, dads from one particular lady. Uh, it's common not to just one particular situation, but many, and a lot of them are broken homes and and the like. So if they would provide that, uh, I use a tape recorder. I've got a 13-month-old great-granddaughter, and I use that, and she's listening, and she hears, and she's able to uh, enunciate correctly working with her. That's at 13 months, and I've given it to my daughter's 50. Uh, I've always used a, a voice recorder, a tape recorder, and the wheels on the bus or all these other things right there. The, you probably heard the commercial on the radio where the, the lady says, do I sound like that? Yes, Mom, you do. <laughs> People don't know how they sound, and uh, how can they improve themselves if they don't know how they're sounding? But uh, all these uh, so-called experts, and, and you're getting these degrees. What are you getting? Underwater basket weaving, 7.1, 2, 3, 4, and 5. Uh, does that help you daily to do something? If you're a CPA or a medical doctor or whatever, look at that master's or Ph.D. degree. Of all those courses that you're taking, uh, let's be elective. You know, this is America. If you want to take those, those courses, underwater basket weaving and stuff, knock yourself out. But my kids and my grandkids, uh, my nieces and nephews, uh, they move forward. When I was going to college, they said, what's your major? I said, business, electronics, and real estate. They said, you have to. I said, no, you have to die and pay taxes. <laughs> and I don't have these stupid degrees, right. but I do have the ability to, uh, right. to move right. forward and be an asset to society. Ken, thank you very much for the call. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan yeah. Show. Uh, let me, well. uh, have a great 
All right, take care, buddy. I appreciate it. You know, I'm curious. I, I, I'm going to tell you a story, uh, and it's a true story. Um, uh, Brian, we got to fix the uh, line, too. It's, it's got to go. Um, I was, uh, it, it was fourth grade, and it was geography class. And I was struggling. And my mother d- took a page out of Ken's book. She bought a, a tape recorder. And, and at, at the risk of having uh, Brian jump in and talk about uh, did they invent them back then, she bought a reel-to-reel tape recorder. And she had me read my geography book into the tape recorder. And this was, and I remember this was in the fourth grade. She got the tape recorder. I got it for Christmas. And back then, there was no such thing as a cassette. And there was nothing small that you could handle. This thing was humongous. <laughs> but she was so desperate to get me to learn geography and, and to do better in school that she bought this recorder and had me read into it. And I did. And it really did make a difference. She was relentless. My mother was relentless in trying to help me to learn. Whenever I was having a problem learning, she would jump in with some ingenious idea or just with her own perseverance and tenacity until I got it. And I'm wondering how many of you had a similar kind of incident where you were struggling in school with something and your parents came to your rescue, somehow found a way to get you to learn your lesson. Something innovative, something outside the box. Uh, Give me a call if, if that happened to you. Because there are parents out there right now who are struggling trying to get their kids to learn things. And maybe what your parents did or what my mother did might help. I will tell you that it did help. If, you, if you've got a kid in school that's struggling with a subject, uh, especially something, you know, outside of, uh, uh, you know, if it's something that, that they have to memorize, use the tape recorder. Today, you don't even have to. Today, you could just use your smartphone. Here, read this and then play it back. And it worked. So if your parents did something innovative to help you to learn when you were struggling with a class, give us a call. I, another, I, I can remember another time, and I've told this story on the air. I was very young. I don't know how old you are when they start teaching you to, to count past 100. First grade, I don't know. But I couldn't get it. I'd get to 99, 100, and then instead of saying 101, I would go 200. We started off at my parents' house in Cleveland Heights, drove all the way across the east side of Cleveland, over to the west side of Cleveland, and halfway up Lorraine Avenue to, uh, to uh, play. I can still remember the location when it hit me, that what she was trying to teach me. We were in front of a place called the Hot Dog Inn on Lorraine Avenue. And suddenly, it clicked. And she did that by just going over it and over it and over it. Nobody is better Nobody is better at teaching your children than you are. Nobody will have more heart than you will. So if your parents did something, maybe took you on a trip somewhere or 
use the recorder trick or some other technique to get you to learn a topic or a, a, a study topic, give us a call. We'll share it. We'll let other parents hear what they did. Uh, but that's, that's what my mother did, and she was really pretty good at it. Uh, it, was, it, was, it was the recorder. Uh, 874-9390, toll-free, 800-529-5572. Uh, what is this? Some two years ago, a professor from Columbia University in New York came up with the Cloward-Piven strategy. It's a means to change our economic system to a socialist system by destroying our economy. This is to be done by government or overspending. Enjoy your show, Mimi. Thank you, Mimi. You're absolutely right. Um, and that's exactly what they're doing. They're, they are literally using socialism to destroy the marketplace and to distort it as well. And that's how they destroy it. Let me go to the phones. Ben is on the line. Ben, good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. Uh, how are you? I am well, thank you. Good. Got a couple of things. Um, you know, if we've got a coach or somebody, a manager is not doing well, they go to uh, maybe a friend who has had the same issue and figured out a way to get it done, and a coach, like, becomes successful. And basically, Trump's uh, a guy named Biden, I guess, keeps saying oh, we're working really hard on the best people on the border. We're working hard on it. Why don't they just pick up Trump's playbook? What, and admit that Trump did and something right? Because, because <laughs> no, it, no, yeah, no. admit something was right. They won't do that, I know. But it would be a very simple fix for them to go back to Trump's playbook and implement the strategies that they used. The, the real long-term problem, Ben, is that neither party wants to fix it. Republicans don't either. Well, that's sad, I know. And, and so um, the problem will persist. I know. All right. The next thing is, is I'm really... I had two things. Go, go ahead. Uh, next thing is what? The, all these investigations. How many investigations? Ben, you're kind of fading in and out on me. Well, I don't know why that would be, but maybe it's my voice. But anyway, we've had all these investigations. Seem to go nowhere. And I'd like for them to either investigate quickly, do something, and move on. Example, whatever happened to the Mueller investigation? Have you heard anything about that lately? No, I have not. Was there any uh, outcome of that? You're talking about Mueller? Mueller, not Mueller. Yeah. Was there any outcome of that? So far, no. There's no... Is How long there... has it been going on? Or is it still going on? I don't know. All right, yeah, well... But, but it's just, this goes on and on. Taxpayers' money, time spent, and wasted by people. It's, it's incredible. No argument there. All right. Ben, thank yeah. you, buddy. Appreciate it. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. 874-9390, toll-free, 800-529-5572. Um, consider higher education. This is, uh, we're talking about the distortion in the marketplace. Uh, Middle-class life has become unaffordable. In tandem with, and in some cases because of, decades of policy intervention designed specifically to make them more accessible and more affordable to the middle class. And today's elected Democrats seem intent on repeating the mistakes that brought America to this point. Reason Magazine has a great piece on this. 
I've been trying to get back to this for uh, about 20 minutes, but we're going to when I come back. And we'll start with higher education. Gary Nolan, Zimmer Radio Network. <laughs> it's uh, 22 minutes after 10 o'clock. Glad to have you with us. Uh, I was telling you about, we had a caller who was telling us about how uh, he uses a tape recorder to get his kids to learn. And I said, that's what my mother used for me, and, and plus a lot of tenacity and perseverance. And it worked. And I said, if you have any uh, tips on how, uh, you know, how you could, uh, how your parents worked with you to get you to to learn to call and share them because there are parents out there right now that might be able to use some of them. And I got a message from Anson. My dad's method of getting his kids to focus on studies was a folded belt. It sounds like you had good parents. <laughs> a folded belt. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, a little. Um, oof. Yeah. You did not want to get a spanking from my father. Oh, my God. He was a structural iron worker. And his hands were just as, they were like calloused and, and hard, and he was very powerful. And uh, I want to guarantee you that when he spanked you, you didn't need the belt. Uh, that, was, that was an event to remember. And that's what he would tell you. you know, I'm going to teach you a lesson you're never going to forget. And boy, did, it, did I ever remember. All right, let me go to the phones. And uh, on a Frost Your Buns Friday, we'll kick it off with Rick. Rick, good morning. How are you? Great. Hey, Gary, thanks for taking my call. You know, um, Josh Hawley is working on legislation to restrict parents from giving their children uh, under certain ages cell phones. And, you know, I have seen parents with children under three who are efficient with their hand devices. Uh, You know, all these big corporations are doing layoffs right now. And CPAC People are not going to CPAC because Republicans are no longer conservative. Republicans have no desire to preserve our nation. Um, and, you know, we're in real trouble. Um, well, we have got to lean on Hawley and, and these other uh, Republican lawmakers in D.C. to get their act together. Do you really think that Holly is doing the right thing by trying to pass a law that tells a parent you can't give your child a cell phone until we, at the federal level, deem it uh, to be okay? No, and that's not the function of government, nor is it conservative. Correct. Correct. Absolutely correct. CPAC, there are two events, two big uh, conservative events going on at the same time. CPAC, which used to be the big event, uh, and I used to go there every year. I used to broadcast from there. And the Club for Growth is having a, 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 a another uh, event uh, elsewhere. And literally, the Republicans are split in two. Uh, the Trump people are at CPAC. Everybody else is going to the Club for Growth event. Republicans have got to unite, and they got to do it pretty quickly, uh, and and uh, find a way to to heal their rifts. They're going to be in trouble again. All right. Rick, thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Let me go down to Matt and see what's on his mind. Good morning, Matt. Good morning. How are you, sir? I am well. How are you? I'm very well. I was calling about the special things our parents did to help us as children. And uh, part of it was to help me, and part of it was to keep my dad awake. When I was a child back in the... I was 8 to 10 years old in the late 60s, and my mom and dad 
went into uh, fair business. We went to fairs and events all over the country. And Dad made a lot of overnight jumps. So in order to keep him awake, he would have me do my multiplication tables from 2 to 15 all the way to 100. So count by fives to 100 and sevens and so forth and so on. And that's how I learned my multiplication tables, and it helped Dad stay awake so we could go from show to show. So while your father is driving from one location to the next... He's got you doing yep. these math tables. Multiplication oh. tables. Yep, multiplication tables. And he also taught me how to add figures in my head, columns of numbers and things like that. Anything that uh, uh, Dad liked math and it made him think and uh, helped him concentrate on staying awake rather than try to stay awake driving with nothing to keep him away. Neat. Say that. I'm telling you. Everybody tries to to uh, uh, proclaim that you got to have a master's degree to teach children. Uh, you got to go to college and and learn to teach. No, you don't. Not at all. And I think your father's a perfect example of that. Yep. Boy, and I tried deserve- to do the same with my kids. Yeah. Thank you. All right, Matt. Thank you for sharing that. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Nobody is going to do a better job than you. You don't, I mean, this is nonsense that we need to have experts to teach. We don't. You can do it yourself. And you'll do it better. You know how they keep talking about, you know, the classroom sizes and we have to reduce the number of teachers or reduce the number of students per teacher and how it's more effective? Well, on an economic scale, you get to a point of diminishing returns. You can't have one teacher for every student. So you only go so far with that. But if you're the parent in your teaching, (laughs) you're one-on-one. You can do this. And don't think that you're not smart enough, because you are. You can get the resources. You can look up the the resources. Homeschool them. Get them out of those government schools. All right, so uh, we're talking about the distortion in the marketplace. The government looks at something that people want and says... Hey, don't worry about a thing. We're going to make it affordable. And they start subsidizing it. And when they do that, it distorts the market and ultimately prices go up. Consider Higher Education, writes Reason Magazine, where the presence of decades of federally backed grants and loan programs has coincided with dramatic increases in the cost of college since the 1970s. From 1980 to 2016, higher education costs rose 238%, far faster than inflation. Student loan programs designed to make college more affordable have contributed to the escalating price of a degree, making it possible for universities to change ever higher tuition, charge ever higher tuition fees. A policy nominally geared toward affordability begat decades of unaffordability. It's not the only place they've done this. They've done this in practically every uh, aspect of your life. The government is not your friend. I know a lot of our friends, the Democrats, think somehow that government's going to save the day and make the world a better place. It's not. Clock is ticking. we got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Gary Nolan, Zimmer Radio Network.
This is the Gary Nolan Show. Good morning. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you on a Froster Buns Friday. We're looking at 11, uh, I'm sorry, 1035. And uh, we're talking about distortion by the government. We talked about uh, college education and how much more expensive it is uh, since the government jumped in there to try and make it more affordable. Uh, following the passage of Medicare and Medicaid in the 1960s, national health care spending as a percentage of the economy rocketed upward from 5% of GDP in the 1960s to more than 18% of GDP now. Some of this was a product of new technology, new facilities and, tech, uh, and techniques, uh, and new medications. But much of the rise is attributable to the infusion of a vast system of federal funding that previously didn't exist and is spending that doesn't require specific congressional authorization. In general, pays for specific services rather than more general health care outcomes uh, or health outcomes. And it is subject to a few meaningful spending controls. Even as Medicare and Medicaid plowed hundreds of billions of taxpayer dollars into the nation's health care system, the cost of health care for the middle class working Americans grew increasingly difficult to afford, hence the passage in 2010 of the Affordable Care Act. The more they jump in, the more expensive it gets. And they're not learning the lesson. Maybe they're learning the lesson that if they promise to give you something for nothing, you'll vote for them. And I think that's really the less, the only lesson they're learning. The Affordable Care Act added hundreds of billions more in federal spending, much of it targeted at subsidizing private health insurance. Yet in the years after the law went into effect, families making just above the cutoff line for subsidies, about $100,000 a year for a family of four, depending on the year, struggled to afford health insurance. Notably, when former President Barack Obama commemorated the health law's anniversary last year, he lamented that it still struggled to provide the affordability the law's title had promised. Reason Magazine has done a great deep dive into this. Uh, as with higher education, Biden has tried to remedy the failure of Obamacare subsidies with even more subsidies. This, that's the American Rescue Plan. $2 trillion stimulus plan that Biden and Democrats passed in, in 2021, funded tens of billions uh, of money uh, into health care. And it was an expansion that was initially scheduled to be temporary, but was extended through 2025 from the Inflation Reduction Act, which does nothing of the sort. So you see, these subsidies just drive up prices. It never works. As soon as, a, as soon as somebody running for office says, I'm going to you know, use some tax dollars to make things more affordable, you should turn around and walk out of the room, turn off the TV set, make the decision right then and there you're not going to vote for them. Because eventually, and essentially, all they're doing is distorting the marketplace and driving up prices. These... Distortions continue, and they're making it difficult for the middle class to succeed. You think you're struggling living paycheck to paycheck? It's because of big government. They just never 
Stop. I don't know what it takes. I really, I don't know what it takes for Americans to wake up. I was watching a news thing. I don't know if you're following this or not, but they apparently increased the number of dollars that you could get for food stamps uh, during the pandemic. And now major news outlets are running around interviewing people who are going to see those extra dollars uh, disappear. So if you were getting $200 in food stamps uh, and then uh, the pandemic hit and they gave you 300 in food stamps, it's now going back to $200 in food stamps and they're interviewing people and they're making it sound as though we're taking something from them. They're, they're making it sound as though we're just, we're ruining it for them. People are upset this temporary increase they now think should be permanent. They just don't stop. Just keep spending. American policy regarding tobacco-based products has become considerably more restrictive since, uh, remember Garner, the guy that was uh, selling cigarettes on the street in New York? The government is really going after nicotine. Much to my dismay. Now, I, I can't... It's been a long time since I've even lit up a cigarette now. Um, I vape. But they're going after vaping. They're going after flavored tobacco. The government has no authority to do this. This is the government deciding, again, that you're too stupid. This is the government deciding that without you, or without them, you would make the wrong choice... And they have to fix that. They've got, to, they've, they've got to prevent you from making those mistakes, even though it's not their job. Two, uh, in, in two separate June 2021 incidents captured on video in Ocean City, Maryland, teenagers caught vaping on the boardwalk in violation of a local ordinance were manhandled by police. One was kneed in the chest, while two others were tased. That same month, Massachusetts Attorney General Healy announced the breakup of a distribution ring for marijuana-flavored uh, for marijuana-flavored tobacco and flavored e-cigarettes. The main suspect, a guy named Samuel Habib, he's going to get uh, perhaps five years in prison for tax evasion. Flavored tobacco and vaping products are dangerous, addictive, and particularly appealing to young people. Healy explained in a statement. Which is why we've banned the sale of them in Massachusetts. Once again, the government is going out there and protecting you from yourself. It's crazy making. Let me go to the phones on a Froster Buns Friday. Jerry is on the line. And uh, Jerry, good morning. How are you? I'm well, Gary. And exactly what you said. They use the same thing when they try to push that minimum wage up. It does nothing but destroy the economy. They've been doing it for years. And here's another example. I'm listening to this news story about Ohio and the next advertisement is about Camp Lejeune and how they poisoned people for 30 years and then they want to tell these people in Ohio everything's okay. This is nuts. <laughs> it's nuts. Isn't it though? It's crazy making. <laughs> I can't believe it. 
the government actually pollutes more than the five largest chemical companies combined. And yet... Hey guys, I'm sorry. Yeah. Our system's been kind of down for about 30 minutes. All right. I, I got to let you go. I don't know what's going on in the background, but that's probably not for radio. Uh, let me go back to the phones. Alan is hanging in there. Let's get him in next. Alan, good morning. How are you? Hey, I'm doing good, Gary. Good morning to you, sir. Thank you for answering my call. I've yes, got a sir. couple quick comments. Oh, yes, sir. Go ahead. Um, first, I believe that every Democrat is a liar and a criminal. And I believe the majority of Democrats are insane. And then I also believe that the uh, past few years, maybe eight years of Republicans, the only reason they exist is to make sure the Democrats get away with their crimes and their lies and their thieving of the American people. And that's the only reason the Republicans get elected and run for office is to make sure that the Democrats get away with everything they want. And that's my comment, sir. Thank you for the time. Thank you, Alan. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Uh, I'm going to let that stand. I'm just going to go back and grab another call. I'll go chat with Roy and see what's on Roy's mind. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Gary. I would like to try to <laughs> help is a four-letter word, but I'm going to use it anyway. Um, a little education, if I may. Price is the point at which two people make a transaction, a trade where they both feel like they profit. There is an entire uh, field of study called economics to study that. Prices are when you look at a group of such interactions, and the important thing that most people, it's just too subtle, don't think about, all prices are in the past. By definition, they must be. It, to try to govern by fixing prices is like trying to drive your car in the rearview mirror. You, you, <laughs> even Nixon should have known better than that, but he's tried wage and price control. No, you cannot control the price. You cannot control the past. Look forward. What can you do with what you have today? So I thank you for your time. And if I understood your point, I would be happy. So I'm going to let you hang on for a minute and explain what you're talking about. Are you saying that if you want to lower prices, you have to do something different? Um, if you want lower prices, that means you're not liking the trade that is being offered. When, you, when the government tries to control prices, the only thing the government is good for is making war. When they try to control prices, they're making a civil war. Let free trade happen, and that is how you maximize prosperity, not for individuals, because you can't do that, but give them the opportunity to make their own situation the best it can be. Trade is a wonderful thing. I really promote trade. Yeah, trade is a wonderful thing. All right, Roy, thank you for the call. Glad to have you with us. 874-9390, toll-free 800-529-5572. Uh, more on this war on tobacco, but wait, there's more because we are not done. The Senate is, uh, in the state of Missouri, passed a Medicaid bill uh, that some say has a poison pill in it. We'll get to that. Um, and uh, a fentanyl game changer, a vaccine. We'll talk about that. That's on the table. And a power lifter. A woman can compete with.
That's all coming up in the Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. Good morning. It is uh, 1052. Glad to have you with us. Uh, it's Froster Buns Friday, so you can call on any topic that you want. It's uh, totally up to you. This is the day when you control the program and the direction it goes. Uh, but that doesn't mean we haven't brought stories to the table. Brian, I don't know if you saw this or not, but um, a Reuters veteran reporter talking about climate change. Did you hear what he what he wrote? No, I didn't see that. Wow. Uh, he wrote, um, he said, when I first started writing about human-induced climate change or global warming, as it was then known, as Reuters science and technology correspondent back in the middle 90s, I turned to a subject I knew from headlines rather than research. Uh, apparently, uh, having had uh, access as a Reuters reporter to all of these uh, uh, environmental uh, scientists, he discovered that nobody is making the case. It, it is really, this is an eye-opener. My Reuters credentials meant that I had easy access to the world's finest climate scientists. To my amazement, none of them, none of them would categorically say the link between CO2 and global warming, now known as climate change, was proven scientific fact. Are you saying that 97% of scientists don't agree that climate change is man-made? Uh, no, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, just 97% just of the people who bothered to respond. Some said human production of CO2 was a probable cause. Others that it might make some contribution. Some said CO2 had no role at all. Everybody agreed that the climate had warmed over the last 10,000 years as the ice age retreated, but most weren't really sure why. The sun's radiation, which changes over time, was a favored culprit. He goes on to say his reporting reflected the wide range of views with Reuters typical on this hand and on the other hand. You know, here they're saying this, there they're saying that. But eventually, nobody bothered to pursue it anymore. They just accepted the idea that CO2 was causing global warming. The left had lost all of its economic arguments by the 1990s, and its activists eagerly grabbed the chance to say free markets and small government couldn't save us from climate change. Only government intervention could do that. <laughs> of course. Yes. Letting capitalism run free was a certain way to ensure the end of the planet. The debate about climate change is far from over. Uh, but this is a Reuters reporter who have, has come to the conclusion, after having access to all of these people, that it's just not real. Does he still work there? Well, I'm sure he won't for long. <laughs> not after that honest piece. I mean, it's true. I mean, you know how the uh, the 97% figure, you know how that originated Yes. And they beat that to death for years. 97% of scientists agree that, you know, climate change is man-made. And that's all they did. They just hammered that fact, that unfact or whatever. And they kept saying it over and over and over again without any fact about it. And yeah. people and believed it. Yeah, everybody believed it. Uh, what, they didn't, what they didn't tell you is that they sent out these uh, queries... Uh, and very few people responded. And of the people who responded, 97% agreed. So that doesn't really tell you anything. 
I mean, if you sent out 10, uh, you know, 10 uh, uh, invitations to respond uh, and only three people do respond and two of the three say, yes, it's true. Can you say two thirds of <laughs> I mean, that's a, that's essentially that's the math that they used. But they never bothered to explain. Why wouldn't they explain that if they knew the truth? Why didn't they explain that? Why did why did they purposely distort those figures? Because they know they're wrong. They know they're lying. This colorless, odorless gas is somehow making the planet warmer? Bravo, Sierra. Absolutely bravo, Sierra. All right, now I'm, I'm falling behind. I, I just saw that, that story, and I wanted to get it in there because I thought we'd, we'd been covering uh, uh, global warming earlier uh, because uh, Vice President uh, former Vice President Gore apparently thought that we would be all out of uh, 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 glaciers, and, and apparently that's just not happening. But we all right. So I'm 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 like dancing all over the place. I got all these topics, and uh, in so little time, tobacco. We were talking about tobacco, and I said I would come back and wrap this up. Tobacco is legal for adults to purchase and consume in the United States, but public policy regarding nicotine delivery systems is shifting from taxation and regulation to explicit prohibition of many products. Uh, some jurisdictions have already banned menthol cigarettes. How stupid is this? If an adult wants to buy a menthol cigarette, who the hell are you to tell them they can't? And the Food and Drug Administration is likely to announce a similar ban on, at the federal level this spring. Local restrictions on e-cigarettes likewise provide a preview of what's going to happen nationwide if the FDA continues to regulate vaping products in a way that threatens to wipe out nearly the entire industry. Listen, Brian hasn't had a cigarette now in the last probably 8, 10 years because he started vaping. I've been vaping and vaping. I, don't, I can't remember the last time I lit up a cigarette. I don't even like the smell anymore. So why would why would you get in the way of this progress? The government is killing people. And I don't understand why Americans put up with it or where the government thinks they have the authority to do this. Vaping is incredibly benign. In fact, my wife has been vaping more and more. She almost hasn't. She's almost quit. And she likes the scent of the vape. Nobody likes the scent of a cigarette. Even smokers don't like to walk into a room where smokers have been smoking. Government's going to kill us all. Government is bad. This is the Gary Nolan Show.